Hello and welcome to SEO SES. Your hosts are me, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Holland and Barrett, and the hilarious, lovable, adventurous, delightful, and aesthetically pleasing Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at LikeMind Media. Our podcast is called SEO SES because we want to think of it as a special answering service for questions that you might have about SEO. So Every week we'll bring you different topics, sometimes some advice, some, some debates, um, and lots and lots of information about SEO for you to delve into. Sarah, how are you? I'm wonderful, and even more wonderful that you described me as aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I've never been told that before. In I'm every blushing. way. Every single way. Oh, you know what? So much love. So much love. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm not doing too bad, thank you. I've um, been living, so recently I moved in with my sister, brother-in-law and their six-month-year-old adorable-as-hell baby, Finon. And I'm, I'm bloody loving it, like uh, really bonding with Finon. Um, I'm getting, I'm quite surprised. I'm very hands-on. So I don't shy away from doing the nappies. Yeah. So I'm, I'm good. I'm in a good place. How about you? Happy Auntie Sarah. <laughs> happy, happy cool Auntie Sarah. Of course. How, of course. How, how about yourself? I'm good. Um, like you, I've just had a week off and I feel like I've rediscovered life. It's been lovely. Oh, how many, uh, walks have you been on? I don't know, um, to be honest, uh, but we did do our first wild camp and we looked out on a load of mountains and it was beautiful. So yeah, really, really peaceful and some fresh air and it was just what was needed. People should definitely, because you posted some photos on Instagram and uh, you're welly Hannah, aren't you? So yeah. I, I definitely recommend going because those photos are amazing. Um, oh, thank you. And I have said that I will join you next time. You have. Yes, we would absolutely do a wild camp and it would be awesome. Yes, let's um, hope you don't get frustrated with me and push me down the mountain. <laughs> no, of course, never. And I just want to say, obviously, it was a complete leave no trace wild camp because obviously there's a lot of bad press at the minute about people camping in places that they shouldn't do and leaving a load of rubbish. Um, and we literally didn't even leave a mark on the ground where we'd actually slept. So um, we were very lucky that we, we didn't even dent, dent the earth. Dent the earth and you not, left not anything. You left no trace. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right then. So should we get stuck into this podcast? Because we have some exciting news, haven't we? Because we have got a guest joining us today. And that guest is Azim Ahmad, who is a digital marketing manager for Staffordshire University with over seven years experience. So welcome to the show, Azim. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for coming on. Yes, thank you for, because we're recording this on a Sunday and yes, uh, you've agreed to give up some of your Sunday and I think we were talking beforehand and you've been doing some manoeuvring around in your house, is that right? Yeah, having a bit of a, um, I'm not sure what the actual term is, but just changing things around. Um, is, yeah. Has that been inspired by lockdown? So sort of like... Uh, you've been in the house and so you're like right what can I do let's mix things up let's rearrange the furniture that is pretty much spot on I've just <laughs> been sat there some mornings even evenings daydreaming thinking I wonder what that table would look like if I just moved it over there so <laughs> today I've decided that that's going to happen today's the day yeah. well we wish you luck and yes I'm guessing you'll be after this podcast you'll be back on it 100% yeah. So are you living around Staffordshire? Yeah so I was born in Wolverhampton apologies for accent. Um, <laughs> you can't apologize for being born. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I didn't really have a say in that um, but yeah <laughs> so yeah um, now as you've mentioned uh, working at Staffordshire University absolutely love it because I still feel a bit young inside when you see lots of young faces walking around lots of young students and then there's just me like oh I could blend in with these guys blatantly can't but I just kid myself but I can <laughs> you have a very youthful face you do it, what I lack in hair I make up in like actual glisten <laughs> on my face <laughs> oh, amazing okay right so we think a good place to start today is doing a quick quick fire with you uh 
just because um, it's a good way to for our listeners to get to know you before delving into the meaty subject um, that we'll explain later. So I would like you to clear your mind, Azim, and just answer with the first question that comes into your head. Let's do it. What did you have for breakfast this morning? I had two normal and one super thick slice of toast and a cup of tea. It was a new loaf of bread, so I just decided to push the boat out Sunday. Go what was it. on that toast? Uh, butter. Oh, oh. And a protein shake, so I balanced it out. There we go. Speedos or swimming shorts? 100% swimming shorts. Nobody needs to see anything else. Then I'd wear a wetsuit if I could. <laughs> Say a word in <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> um, maleta. Now that means suitcase, um, and it's one of the only things that I've remembered. I used to learn to speak Spanish every lunchtime. Ah. Uh, sorry, that's a lie. Once a week at work, we had Spanish lessons, which was great. Um, but since we've been in lockdown, they stopped for a bit. So I've kind of forgotten everything now. So the only thing you can remember is suitcase. Yeah, pretty much because I was using, what's it called? Duolingo to learn. Yes, I've used that. And uh, our teacher... Yolanda, brilliant person, Spanish, obviously. Um, she was telling us how in that app, um, it only tells you about someone called one. So one eats apples or one drinks water. So I always used to try and find a way to make it sound like he was stuck in a suitcase, which I can't remember now. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Favourite cold drink? Water. Favourite warm drink? Caramel latte. Oh, that would be too sweet for me. Last book you read? Uh, so the last book I read, it's a bit of a cop-out because I've already read it, but I reread it recently. It's called Digital Marketing in an AI World by Fred Valais. Ah, I'll, make sure, I'll make sure I'll link out to that. Would you recommend it then? 100%. It's brilliant. And I was fortunate enough to meet Fred, who is uh, an ex-Googler. Ah. Super, super interesting. Oh. Purely because it was written in a pre-COVID world. So I thought I'd go back to it now and see how much of it still applies. Lovely. Well, in the show notes, I will find a link to that book. Um, so our listeners can check that out. Would you say you prefer early mornings or late nights? Early mornings without a shadow of a doubt. I've been awake since about 20 past four this morning and I love it. Flipping how you and Hannah would get on like a house on fire. What superpower would you choose? <laughs> superpower, invisibility. No doubt about it. Ah. I would spend, I would choose to spend 50% of my time in the gym. So even after they shut it, I would stay there. And then the other 50%, I would just be inhaling pizza. What grosses you out? Oh, cucumbers. Absolutely grim. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> no, me neither. Cucumbers are horrific. That's amazing. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I can carry on with this interview, Azim, because I bloody <laughs> love cucumber. And no. how can, how can, they gross you out it's just whenever they're in anything you can that's all you can taste it's oh they're just are you, mm, no are you a um because have you seen the videos where uh, i think cats are freaked out by cucumbers so do you think like in some life you were a cat <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah don't probably. tell carl baskin but yeah <laughs> okay last question what are you missing most in lockdown Oh, I was going to say the gym up until yesterday. Um, but I will be honest and say I'm really missing some of my colleagues. They are great people and I can't wait to see them again. Aww. Feeling the love there, Azim. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for answering those. Um, yeah, probably one of the funniest quick fires we've done. Moving on to the questions then. So our standard intro. Can you tell us how you got into the wonderful world of digital marketing and SEO? Absolutely. But before we do, I've got a little bit of a bone to pick, um, which made me laugh because we talked about it before the show. In episode 16, where you previewed Brighton SEO last year, you were going through everybody's talks and I was like, oh my God, they're going to say my name. I'm going to feel so good. And it was so bad that it just made me laugh. So every so often, if I'm ever feeling down, I'll go back to it and listen because it's great. Hilarious. You should definitely check it out. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> no, yes. it's all good. I found Apologies. It Apologies. <laughs> We are getting better. at Well, it's more me, isn't it? It's me that um, struggles with words. But anyway, sorry, carry on. <laughs> so yeah, um, I got into this wonderful world. It was out of university, really. So I did a degree 
Um, it was a degree in media and communication studies. But if you might remember some of the older American style degrees where you have a major and a minor. So I majored in journalism and I minored in what was then called new media, which is essentially what is now social media and the internet. My final year project was to build a website, which my lecturer knew that I could do really well. Uh, but it was also to get people to come to it. So he made it difficult for me by having it all about the environment and being green, which at the time I didn't know really anything about. And it just took off from there. Um, it did really well in the first month. I think it did something like 8,000 or 10,000 unique visits. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. So many people are looking at the website. I'm on course to get a first here. And then I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And I thought this this is going to be the the career for me. Um, I always wanted to be like a, a football journalist because I thought pe- these people get paid to watch football and then to talk about it. It's like the dream job. <laughs> but then as I got older and wiser, I was like, actually, this, I could really think about making a career out of this in terms of trying to get people to come to a website. So yeah, here I am, seven mm. years on. Awesome. So now um, we know about you a bit more. On your website, and I'll include a link in the show notes. It says that you have over seven years experience in digital marketing across various disciplines, including PPC, SEO. Hannah, say that word for me. Programmatic. Thank you. And social <laughs> media. <laughs> do Zim, do you have a favorite discipline out of all of them? And if so, which one and why? Yeah, PPC. Give me 30 minutes and 20 pounds. I can get you to number one on Google. You've heard it. (laughs) Joking aside, my background was originally in PPC. I spent about three or four years solely in PPC. But now, um, in the last sort of three, four years plus, I really enjoy the variety that my role has. It covers pretty much every digital touch point. And for a while, I wasn't very good at SEO. I didn't know anything about it. And there was always this thing like, oh, my God, it's going to be so difficult to learn. But I just threw myself into it a few years back. And it's actually really interesting. Yes, and very different to PPC as well. Interesting that you pick PPC. But I suppose with that, you can, I don't know, like you you turn it on and you instantly see results, I suppose. I suppose that's the exciting side of it. Yeah, so... So I was joking a little bit there where I said 30 minutes and 20 pounds. It's possible. (laughs) But yeah, it's um, very different. And I, when I was um, in an agency and I was working solely for a PPC team, I used to make fun of the SEO team. We used to have some great banter between us because I always used to say to them, why would you wait for it when you can pay for it in terms of results? So I'd always say to them, you know, let me talk to your clients. Let me tell them about how great PPC is and everything. (laughs) take my SEO budgets but now I really see the benefit of having them both I feel that we need to get you back on and we could debate SEO versus PPC I think that would be a quite interesting <laughs> we team of people we should have like a proper debate we should have like yes three, three PPCs and three SEOs Absolutely. You, sh- you should definitely lead with your don't why would you what was it don't why would you wait to pay <laughs> oh, I've butchered it I've butchered it why anyway, wait why for it when you can pay, pay for, for it, it. That Thank applies you. to lots of things, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How deep are we going? <laughs> right. Sunday morning. <laughs> so I hear the term programmatic, even though I can't say it, more and more. So I think it's getting more and more awareness in the industry. Uh, but what does the term mean to you, Azim? So programmatic is really interesting and it's something that like most uh, marketing disciplines it's evolving massively to me i always describe it as a way to basically automatically buy and and optimize digital marketing campaigns like live in real time the second of is to loads that website i thought it was only something fairly newish uh, but doing a bit of research i think it's been around since the early 90s where some of the first programmatic adverts were just like a small black box with a bit of text that says, I bet you wouldn't click here and then point to that corner, which obviously wouldn't fly now. Mm. Um, But I think in a pre-GDPR world in America, something like 80% of all display was done programmatically. So it's a big, big thing um, and really, really useful. Strongly recommend. Lovely. That's a great definition. Yeah, awesome. So 
going back to when we first probably started talking to you really I'd like to say you became our friend and a friend of the show after our virtual pub quiz do you remember how you did I think it was terribly like towards the bottom I would guess I don't think you did I think you expected to but you didn't actually do badly I think you were I think you were pleasantly surprised (laughs) (laughs) so but after that you said it would be good to come on on the podcast and talk about how there's a lack of diversity in relation to black Asian and minority ethnic marketers and as an industry what we can do about fixing that so obviously we jumped at the opportunity and since then I believe you've written a couple of articles on the subject um, about marketing conferences and the marketing sector as a whole yeah yeah definitely so we'll link to those in the show notes so everyone can check those out but is there anything from those that you think is worth a quick mention yeah so I think the reason why I did that and I found this out the hard way when it was uh, one of my articles was shared online and I was expecting maybe, you know, a a little bit of backlash, but people were looking at that and were saying, oh, this is just a guy who hasn't been picked to speak at conference and he's he's so bitter about it. Look at this. But the reason why I decided to write those and to, to do the research that I did was because I went away and I thought, well, to be honest, it's only been the past sort of few years where I've been attending conferences and I've been going away thinking, God, most people are just white and they're male and it's sometimes it's the same faces and I just thought well why is that and is that just me noticing this or is this prevalent across the industry is it prevalent across the sectors that I work in I wanted to do a bit of digging to see what I could find out. So can you share a couple of examples of where you've witnessed a lack of diversity in the industry? Yeah so I mean in my articles I've talked about um, marketing conferences and the sector as a whole I was looking at a conference in my sector. So just for clarity, in my blog post, excuse me, I haven't mentioned or named any of the conferences because I don't think the name of them is relevant. I think the the bigger story that I'm trying to tell is a reflection of the industry rather than, oh, look at Joe Mm. Bloggs or Jane Bloggs conference because then it just turns into digital finger pointing effectively. And I I don't really do that. So, um, I was just looking at conferences in general um, and then the marketer in me started to look at the URLs and the way that they were structured and I thought well if I do a bit of digging here use a few tools that I know of can I go back over the past few years to see what the lineups looked like and it was pretty much bad reading to be honest like I said majority male majority white in some cases the same faces and I was just like god it isn't just me that is feeling like this there's probably more people that feel like this but might not get the chance to say it so I thought I'd run a survey all anonymous where I would put it out to my network online who are 100% marketers pretty much other than John 6432918 who seems to like to moan about everything but yeah um, I put it out spoke to people anonymously and I just said look what do you think is this just me and what can we do as a sector various different questions that I asked and then I asked about themselves as individuals like how are things for you how is your progress at work how has your career progress Mm -hmm. been and then questions about people's individuals uh, sorry people's individual identity in terms of their ethnic background and do they feel if as if that would have played a part in their career progression Um, and some of it was pretty tough to read but I was I was glad that I did it because I wanted to to put it out there and share it with the industry and just as a way of saying look this is this is a thing and we need to we need to address it so I really didn't want it to come across as oh this is just one bitter person moaning about conference x so I decided to look at several conferences and uh, I picked up that and I thought I'd share that with the industry and I'm really pleased to see that it was uh, majority was a really positive response so yeah excellent well I think it's really important that people are aware of this and I think these conversations are happening especially online a lot more about conferences and having a, a decent lineup and by decent I do mean varied I think I saw one quite recently where it was just men and um mm. yeah it, that was a there was a, a small backlash on that one which is good to see because actually until you you put these things out there they might not even realize that they're doing it it might just be kind of well what like we say ignorance ignorance that they don't even realize they're discriminating would you agree with that yeah absolutely there was one conference that happened very recently 
which I won't say any more about. It's definitely not in my articles because it was very recent. Right before everything kicked off in America and everything with the, the Black Lives Matter movement gaining even more prominence than they did, their entire lineup was white, entirely white. There was a mixture of uh, men and women, but it was majority men. And it was a conference that was, you know, this is going to be more than one day of talks constantly to cover every different time zone. And I'm looking at that thinking, oh, this is just like terrible. Because how can you say that you are going to have cover coverage of every time zone um, and, you know, 24, 48, 72, however many hours of talks and not have one person of colour? And my observation on that is you're sending a message to the industry that only really white people are qualified to talk about things like this which isn't fair basically mm. so so yeah i just thought mm. and then when this happened everything kicked off there was a the website had changed to say more speakers tbc the organizers had come out and said we recognize we haven't done enough and then they went out of their way to find people of color to to speak at the conference and i thought well there has been a positive change. It's just a shame that someone had to be murdered mm. and there had to be pretty much global protests for, yeah. you know, what is essentially a form of unconscious bias to be uncovered. But I think that's probably an issue with me, to be honest, sometimes, because I, I look at things like this in general and I think, God, I just want progress to be quicker. I just want things to just change now. But I recognise with things that I do and read that this has been going on for years and it's probably going to take years to change. Sometimes I get a bit frustrated that the wheels just aren't turning quick enough. Yeah. And I just just to chip in on on this, I think um, especially for for myself, I do really believe that 2020 has been a, a year of a, a massive wake up call for us all. And yeah. it, like you say, it is sad about um, what has had to happen for us to be where we are. Like for me, like why is this why why is diver why why do we have a lack of diversity why is that even a thing <laughs> do you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. um and and i'm all for um and people are getting more and more aware me myself personally i'm um being more proactive in educating myself more um but i do think that it's all about calling if something doesn't feel right with you or if something isn't right you need to have those awkward conversations well not awkward but um what's the what's the word I'm looking for but um uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations because that's how we grow and that's how we learn and yes and every time because I see more and more on Twitter um people being called out or things being questioned and that needs to happen because that's the only way we're gonna get better as an industry whether it's a conference whether it's a brand whether it's like individuals do you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. some of the ways that people do call it out on twitter is not comfortable with me because it's just it's i read it as quite aggressive obviously they're just words on a page but the tone comes across to me as quite aggressive which i think kind of takes away from the message and what you're trying to achieve rather mm. than just yeah let's just point it out or let's just speak to the organiser properly and say, look, what are you doing about this? Just this week, um, just gone. So I work in the higher education sector and I got an email message saying, we would love you to attend this conference. We've got a complimentary place for you. Here's our conference. And I clicked on the link, eight speakers, all white, all men. And I, was, I sent a message back to the, um, the organiser and I just said, is this the confirmed lineup or do you have any more to come? And then she said, no, this is a confirmed lineup. And I, well, I just sent her a message back saying, I'm really uncomfortable with the fact that, you know, this is the lineup that you've gone with. Um, there are several people in this industry doing some really great things who deserve to be put on such a platform so that more mm -hmm. people can hear their voices. And we actually had a really good and positive conversation about it. And I don't think we probably would have achieved that if I'd have just gone, this is bad. Yes. Cancel this conference, avoid this conference, ban it and just be just aggressive basically definitely definitely there is tact isn't there and there is yeah. and I think any so anything with being more diverse and being more open-minded um I think you're gonna have a better reaction and a better conversation if you ha try and have a more sort of calm and collected conversation because uh, obviously emotions 
and emotions are fine to have like you should have emotions we're human Uh, we get upset we get angry that's fine but I do think sometimes and I I'm getting better at this like say something that upsets me so obviously I I'm a gay lady and obviously there's been like majority of the time I've I've not had many issues but there's some comments and some some things that have been said to me and most of the time it's because it's an it's an uneducated question or they don't realize what they're they're asking and I think sometimes yes you get upset and you get angry but you got to take take a breather go through your emotions and then have the conversation with them because that's that's a better way of doing it isn't it because then you have a more positive um, because I think if someone th- feels threatened or if someone feels like they need to go on the defense they're not a, a good conversation isn't going to happen whereas if you can step back have a breather and then sort of have a positive calm conversation and been like um just want to know what you said or um this this thing isn't right and this is why i think that's more positive yeah absolutely couldn't agree more um especially with with twitter as well try not to reply immediately full of rage um it's just it's equivalent of rage typing an email isn't it so yeah try not to do that (laughs) yes yes Uh, uh, yeah and and like I said it is hard because we are humans and we are very emotion and it's good to have emotion but yeah obviously we need positive conversations and positive change um which is what you achieved by how you dealt with that event okay so I'm going to move on then. So you've touched on the sort of the survey you did because you did the survey and I'm guessing you did the survey and then you based your articles on what was what you found out in the survey. So you already said who the respondents were and what you wanted to find out. What results were you shocked by? So obviously I'm guessing there's some things that you um, weren't that shocked because you were quite, you were expecting them. And also obviously listeners can like read the article but is the the survey anywhere that people can access and see the questions so yeah i will be re-sharing the survey very soon if that's a word but essentially (laughs) yeah um what i'm going to do is clear it out and maybe add another question in at the end in relation to everything that's been happening around the black lives matter movement but what i'm going to do is essentially a part two where I'll be doing the same survey pretty much again, but I want to compare the results as in a year on. Right. And then I will either, I will disseminate it in some, some format, various format, but essentially I want to do a sort of one year on and what has changed. So yeah, definitely stay tuned for that. I'll be releasing Great that on idea. my website very soon. And yes, definitely at the end of the show, Azim, we will let our listeners know where they can find you so they can see the survey with the results were there any shockers that you you found or anything that you weren't expecting yeah so to be honest pretty much most of it was was shocking because i was sort of living in a a bubble where i was thinking well i think it's it's bad it might not be as bad as i think it is but some of the stuff that came back was just incredible so almost half of the people that responded in total didn't think that their organization has an inclusive culture ah. and i was just thought well this is, that's bad enough as it is pretty much half of the people just under didn't think that their organization was inclusive bad in itself there was yeah, a question bad. where i asked if people of color if people sorry if people felt the color of their skin had played a part in their career progression and the answer on that was 62%. So 62% believed that their identity or their ethnic background has affected their career opportunities. That's awful. Which was bad. And I thought, God, this is terrible. But then whenever I look at things like that, I try to, to break it down even th- further as much as I could because it was all anonymous. So I wanted to see who the 62% were and how were they made up. Um, I found out things like, so one of the things that shocked me was that probably one uh, question that I'll probably put back to yourselves was that 50% of white females who responded to that question felt that their career progress had been better than they expected. Given there's so much attention, and rightly so, I'll say, on the gender pay gap and mm. things like the disparities between pay between men and women, that one definitely surprised me. What are your thoughts on that, both of you? Do you feel like things have been better for you than expected, worse, or...? I think it's really interesting because there's been, like you say, there's been a spotlight shined on that. And that's exactly what needs to be shined on other areas. And I think because women have found a voice 
a much louder voice and it's being supported by people like Emma Watson um, it's, it's not it's not lame anymore to be a woman on a soapbox and mm. or it's not shameful there's nothing nothing wrong with it and everyone can see that and a lot of men are, are happy to acknowledge that as well so I feel like there's not a really a stigma around saying there should be equality between men and women there's nothing there's nobody disagreeing with that there's it's, well there, there are there's just not that much of it so I feel like it's probably becoming more as it should be I personally feel like there's a way to go hmm. um but yeah. I think it's it's definitely f- far more advanced because the education's been there the awareness like we said yes. before people are less ignorant to there being a problem to add my point on the matter um so personally myself being female in this SEO industry I haven't felt like it's held me back at all Um, but then I don't know whether that's having a bit of a positive thought like it doesn't matter that I'm female I'm just going to go with it and carry on working my socks off and see what happens but I agree with Hannah saying that there is a lot more that needs to be done and I think a thing that we all could do with being better at is our unconscious bias and that is hard because unconscious bias is something that's instilled in you from a from a young age and stuff so for example the way that I think about it the way that I get better so if I was to say to you I went to uh, A&E I went to the hospital and this lovely nurse helped helped me out they were very friendly they fixed me up straight away as soon as I said nurse most people would think of a female or if I was to say doctor your your unconscious bias is you think of a man and it's yeah. stuff like that to be aware of and what's really interesting is um so my sister is training to be a psychologist and they as part of of their training is that they have to be aware of what unconscious bias they have because everyone has them and um, they have to be aware of it because obviously in their profession you you can't you can't let your unconscious bias um, help you make decisions if you get me so I think we all could do with knowing what our unconscious biases are because then if you're aware of them you're better at like ignoring them yeah absolutely a lot of it's about education, isn't it? So I think as, a, as an industry, we need to get better. As a world, we need to get better. But Azim, is there anything that you would recommend to, to people who do want to learn, who want to open their eyes a bit more? And, and anything to stay away from on that point as well? So staying away from, dead simple. Anything that comes out of the mouth of Lawrence Fox, ignore. The guy is an absolute clown. Um, and if you don't remember him, he was on Question Time not too long ago in a clip that went viral where they were debating about how our press, how the British press were treating Meghan Markle and how it was basically, it was unconsciously biased because she was being treated differently to other members of the royal family. And there was a clip that went viral because a lady in the audience challenged him saying, well, you're a white privileged male. So your opinion means less than X, Y, and Z. Um, but since then, it went viral. Um, a lot of people fell on both sides of the fence, as in they were really backing him. And the other other side of people were like, you know, actually, the lady has a point. And in very much the same way, like, I don't feel comfortable talking about um, women and females representation in the industry, one, because I'm not a woman, and <laughs> B, because it's not an experience that I've lived. So I can see things happening for women in the industry. But if I was asked to do a conference talk, for example, about female representation in the industry, first of all, I would ask the organiser if they're okay, asking a male to do that. Are they feeling well? And secondly, <laughs> I would recommend <laughs> I would recommend so many different people to to talk about it um and it's been covered like especially previously on your podcast you've had a john who's done great stuff with women, uh, love <laughs> yeah so i'd say listen go on this website have a look so yeah so i've dist- uh, distracted sidetracked ignore lawrence fox the guy's the clown if you agree with him then you probably should stop listening now um <laughs> but things that you should do um what i've been doing is just trying to read more so i think i mentioned to yourselves before i used to pretty much 
inhale football in every form that I could, read about it, watch it, watch clips over again. I would download games that I've already watched and watch them again from start to finish. And I just had one moment where I was like, God, I'm not actually learning anything here other than, you know, what top that Chelsea wore four years ago, which is only going to help me in some random pub quiz if I make it to 60 <laughs> ever. So, yeah, I just started to read more. I thought, you know what, I'm going to try and cut down on screen time in the evenings and just dive into books and then i just happened upon this podcast it's called new books in african-american studies Mm. i love it so it's a podcast where they review books that are about to come out or have come out so i used to go running and listen to that and um anybody else who would have seen me on the road would have just thought this guy has got some weird technique because I was running and nodding along to some of the things that were, that were being said. So if you just imagine some re- weird guy just running going, hmm, yeah, and just <laughs> nodding his head off. So I recommend that. There's a book that is next on my list to order and the name escapes me, which is so bad, but I'll send you a link to it. Um, yes. it essentially, it's about how in post-war New York, they reclassified youth and the whole reclassification of youth to try and punish young black men more and disproportionately, which kind of frames a lot of things that's happening now over in America and over here as well. So that's brilliant. Um, Mm. There's a couple of books that everybody's reading now about, you know, why I'm no longer talking to white people about race from Rennie Adol Lodge. I've heard that one. By Carla. Yeah, loads. I think it's still in the top one or two, three books on Amazon. And then Akala, who's done a book called Natives, I'm waiting. In fact, I'm going to be picking that up either later today or at some point this week from a friend of mine. Socially distanced, of course. (laughs) Sanitise that book. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, anything that Akala speaks about, just go on YouTube. And that's a a lovely YouTube wormhole to fall down because you could just sit there and be like, God, this is so interesting the way that he talks about this, this topic. And so passionate and I think there was a really good clip of him where he was on um, Good Morning Britain and he was talking to Piers Morgan and there was the whole discourse about violence in London um, and knife crime and how the press kind of perpetuates it as young black boys killing young black boys and he just basically dropped knowledge bombs I call it and I was just like watching that on YouTube like yes do it so yeah Mm. watch that avoid anything Lawrence Fox says clown right so i believe we've got uh we've probably got time for one quick question each hannah and then we'll move on to our favorite part of the podcast which is the feature of course so my last question to you azim is what is your favorite seo tool okay awesome uh, full disclosure, I did have a bit of a flap recently where my head might have been turned. But for the very least, up until December, I'm Team SEMrush. Ah, interesting. So there's a lot of debate, isn't there, about SEMrush or AH or AHREFs, however you pronounce it. And I was tempted. Yeah. I was tempted, but um, until December at least. Um, your team semrush interesting well i think that's good is because for someone who like me who was not like seo born and bred if that makes sense it's a nice (laughs) way to like get in yeah yeah i've been using it for a couple of years um and it's really good ah okay awesome i see my question is have you got any questions that you'd like to ask us yes absolutely so (laughs) i Firstly, well, again, thank you for having me on. I am very keen to understand from yourselves, and I'm going to ask each of you separately, So, and you haven't had a chance to talk to each other about this. If you could change one thing about this industry, what would it be? Ooh, if we could change one thing, that is a bloody good question. <laughs> Hannah, I'll let you go first <laughs> while I think of a really good answer. That is a really good question, though. Okay, I have one thing that I'd like to change about the industry, and that is I hate the term guru, marketing guru, SEO guru. I just I don't like the term guru, and I think um, I mean even saying it so many times. Um, but the thing I was change about the industry is that 
people I think I've said this in a previous episode but I'm a real uh, believer of not taking things for gospel from other people and said gurus <laughs> um, without trying it yourself um, so I think a lot of time in the industry um, people will like read stuff from other people and just take that as as gospel or that is the right way that is the that is the blueprint of seo because as we all know seo is different it's ever changing it's ever evolving and there's not a one size fits all so yes does that answer the question i will accept that answer (laughs) (laughs) so now i've had time to think um i'm probably going to go for more of an obvious one and i think it would be less Google, it would be more DuckDuckGo, more Ecosia. It'd make our jobs a bit harder, but it would one, make it more interesting and two, I guess, a bit fairer and less uh, monopolised. I want to I wanna change my answer. Too and nice. so, oh, that, <laughs> oh, but I really do because I, I think that's a really good point. Like if I could change one thing in the industry, it would be that like Google had less power and yeah. um, Google would hold less cards to their chest. And yeah, I like, like you say, Hannah, um, it is very monopolized and it can feel sometimes like what Google says goes and I understand that Google is always trying to find ways to better its search engines for people and and, and things like that. But ultimately, I do think like, I don't know, like it does sometimes feel like Google runs the show um, a little bit and it's either their way or yeah, or no way. I had a really great conversation with someone ages ago about Ecosia and they were like, oh, they don't plant trees. That's just a scam to get people to use the search engine and, and take it away. And I was like, well, no, they do. And they're like, well, you know, the, that ticker on the website goes up so fast. I, I don't believe it. And then they released a video that week of them actually going out and planting the trees. And I just sent them the link. <laughs> and I wish I could have saw his face because I was like, ha, have this. <laughs> so what you say? <laughs> awesome all right well how do you guys feel about the feature Tom Uh, I've got to wash my hair now thanks for having me bye (laughs) (laughs) we all know that you don't have any hair Um, so yes so obviously every podcast we have a feature where it's just a bit of fun about having a uh, yeah having a bit of fun nothing to do with SEO or the topic that we've spoken about because that's always fun and this week it's a bit of an obscure one so I'll give you some time to like think of these as well because we can edit that out but I would like you to think of two facts about yourself and one lie and the aim of the game is the other person has to pick your lie does that make sense so three facts all together but one of them is a lie and the aim of the game is you've got to get azim you've got uh, you want hannah to pick your lie and hannah you want azim to pick your lie okay Okay. I'll give you some, let, let me know when you've thought of your three, three facts. I'm ready. Oh, I need, let me just think. Mm-hmm. Might have to write them down so I don't forget. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, go for it. Okay, so mine are, I once danced on a podium in Ibiza's biggest club. I like Look. all animals except for lizards, which creep me out. And my eyes are the same color as my hair. Ah, okay. I'm just so, trying to go back to when we quickly saw each other. Azim, <laughs> you want me to run back you... them? So you said dance on a podium in Ibiza. Like, you don't like all lizards? I don't like, no, I love all animals except for lizards, which creep me out. Right. And my hair's exactly the same colour as my eyes. Okay. All the way around. My eyes are exactly the same colour as my hair. Would make more sense. Okay. So, Azim, what are you saying? what um i I suppose the here is um what is the lie what do you think the lie is i am going to say i think the lie is 
Oh, if I've got this wrong, I'm going to feel so terrible. I think <laughs> it's the eyes and the hair. I think she's lying. <laughs> oh, I could even answer that and say, you're wrong, Azim. Oh. <laughs> the lizard's one is so, right? so specific. Like, why would you like <laughs> If it's the lizard's one, then I'm just going to hang up now. <laughs> lizard, yeah, because I love all animals and I love lizards. They're great, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> so your lie then is uh, you haven't been on a podium in Ibiza. No, the lizard oh. one was a lie. The, the lie. So I said I love all animals except for lizards, which creep me out. But I, right, yeah. The, the real truth is I just love all animals. The lizards don't creep me out. They're cool. Ah, oh, bit of a naughty one. So that was a bit of yeah. That that's a bit sneaky, right? Yeah. So one point to Hannah. Be back now. <laughs> Azim, please reveal your three facts, and Hannah, please pick what you believe is the lie. Okay. So here's the first one. I was once three hours away from becoming a professional footballer. So that's the first one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is that I almost had my driving license stolen by a celebrity. Okay. (laughs) And the third one is that I once recorded a song that almost made it into the top 40. It's the third one. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm so bad at telling lies. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, yeah. How, How did you even know that? You know what? The first two, I was listening to your voice, and you said them in the same way. And the last one, you kind of rushed through it a bit more. Oh. So, I mean, I've got some questions, Azim. Why three hours? Why were you three hours you away? Pretty awesome. <laughs> there was something years ago um, when we were at university, and it was a football team in Scotland that didn't have enough players to play against Celtic, which is like one of the biggest teams in Scotland. And it got picked up by the pretty much the entire press and they had put out a call for players. So I got a couple of my friends on the course and I was like, guys, we could, uh, we could do this. So we actually called them up and we were like, look, there's uh, three of us or four. I can't remember. There were definitely three. We could do this. Um, can, we, can we play? And they were like, well, you've got to get to us for 11 o'clock but we were too oh. far away and i was like oh my god no oh. Oh. so yeah, that didn't happen um which is interesting a shame. and what celebrity pretty cool, ne- pretty cool what, yeah what celebrity stole nearly stole your <laughs> so this one's a funny story um i am a big boxing fan and i was in las vegas once to watch the boxing and there was one of the evenings we were there there was like um a meet and greet with floyd mayweather one of the most popular boxers and we share a birthday. So I was dead keen to let him know that. And we were in some, it was like a VIP area and he was in there, but obviously he was flanked by like huge, massive security guards. And I was like, oh, Floyd is trying to like get his attention. And um, he couldn't see me because he's quite small over his big security guard. So I thought I know exactly what to do here. So I got out of my pink driving license and I waved it across and his security guards took it from me and passed it to him. And he just looked dead confused, like, what am I looking at here? But of course, the way we format our birth dates is different to America. Right. I was like, look at the birthday, look at the birthday. He's confused. So I was like, it's in English, swap them around. And he just started laughing and fist bumped me. But as they were leaving, he forgot to give it back. And I was like, oh, I need this driving license back. <laughs> oh. So just as they were about to walk out the door, he passed it, he passed it to one of his bouncers. He passed it to me back. And I was like, oh my God, that would be a story to tell. Like, if I were you, Azim, not a fist bump. That's epic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, if I were you, Azim, I'd have let him stolen it. Uh, stolen it? Would have let him steal it. Uh, get my words right. And then that's an excuse to see him again. I very much doubt that would happen. But yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd probably just have to pay like the, the 20 or 30 quid just to get a new one. Uh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, so I think Hannah won that one then. Yeah, fix. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, can you confirm that you had no idea what the feature was this week? I had no idea. There we I, go. I knew everything. Oh, see. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how Hannah sounds. To a T. It is. It is. 
right um i'm afraid to say time has flown by but we're at the end of this week's seo ses podcast so thank you very much azim for joining us thank you very much thank you thank you both very much for having me i should say our pleasure and Azim, if people want to get in touch with you, um, like obviously you said on the podcast, there's certain things that you're going to be revealing and like you're going to reshare the survey and I'm guessing um, you'll continue to like write stuff and share things that you find interesting. So where can people find that and find you? So you can find my website, which is IamAzimDigital.com, all one word. Um, and you spell Azim A-Z-E-E-M. You can find me on Twitter as Azim Digital. And I am also fairly recently on Instagram as well um, under the same name, Azim hey. Digital. And I've got like three friends, I think. So uh, I need some Instagram friends because I'm sick of looking at Instagram's own stories. Like, look how <laughs> happy these people are on the beach. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Welly Hannah will be your friend. Yes. Uh, and i'll follow you as well um awesome hannah how can people get in touch with the podcast please um you can email us at hello at seosaspodcast.com we're also on twitter seo underscore ses or sarah mcduck or seosas hannah and just as a disclaimer uh spelling sarah mcduck is um mcduk so an unconventional way to spell McDuck, but you know, I am unconventional. I would like to ask if you wouldn't mind, and if you enjoy the podcast and you don't already, please do um, subscribe to us. That would be awesome. And if you're feeling extra generous, um, please do leave us a review because that would be bloody awesome. Um, and yes, I think that there's nothing else to say apart from uh, be kind to one another, stay safe. We keep washing our hands, aren't we? That's still um, still a thing. <laughs> wear a mask. Well, yes, yeah. wear a mask, folks. And if you can, get um, reusable ones because, yes, um, they're more eco-friendly, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, any yes. Uh, last uh last wise word from you hannah uh last wise words hilarious see what you did there azim last wise words from you the feature was a fix and if we were to redo it i would definitely win and i'm definitely not bitter about <laughs> it and you two are great people but i think i like sarah a bit more <laughs> <laughs> i think that's fair thank you uh, i'm only uh, joking only joking look at the balance look at the balance we have Right, shall we say goodbye then and until next time? Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.